Yo, what up? It's your girl, Kilowatt. It's been a little over a month since we last talked. Uh, <coughs> yes, I'm still sick. <laughs> I, I think I got RSV um, after my last cold, which was fucking brutal. I remember I was coughing for like three weeks and I lost my voice completely. And then... Um, I had switched over to staying with my mom, and I'll we'll dive into that in a little bit. But as I was over at my mom's house and we were hanging out, um, we both got sick. And so that's been literally over a month now that I've had this fucking raspy-ass voice. And I'm only now starting to get some normal tone and pitch. Um, and... There's so much to update you guys on. It's wild. It's fucking bananas. Uh, my car got stolen. Um, my phone was destroyed and my ID and my purse, everything was stolen um, in my car. And so I ended up having to apply to go get my license. And the day that I got my license in the mail, it took 10 days. Uh, I ended up getting a hole in my jacket pocket. And as I was walking, it fucking fell out. And so I, (laughs) I couldn't file for unemployment without a hard copy. So I'd been anxiously awaiting this fucking license so I could go apply for unemployment. And as I, for some reason, as I'm running errands, I looked down in my pocket and I reached to grab my ID and I can't fucking find it. And I had to leave the the unemployment office. I was so fucking mad. And so after that, uh, once again, applied for another license. Still waiting for it. Got a paper license. It's just been a series of fucked up timing and bad luck. And that's okay. Because throughout the course of that time frame, uh, me and Sam broke up multiple times. Obviously, that's not a shocker. Um it's like a thing. And then I actually ended up getting sober. I quit drinking. Um, and it was nice. It was good to reconnect with myself and take a break from social media. Even though I missed you guys, uh, I just couldn't afford to get another phone uh, because my cell phone had gotten shut off and I couldn't apply for unemployment. So it was just like a series of fucked up timing. And I was like, God damn it. So um, I'm back. It's happening. <laughs> I just, uh, I just got a message from my big sister (sighs) and it made me fucking so sad. Uh, we'll visit that part too. Um, this last week for Thanksgiving, Brent and K2 and Beamer all went up to Alaska, uh, to Kenai to go visit, uh, her family for Thanksgiving, which I thought was great. I love the idea of Berlin going to Alaska. I love her being able to travel and I thought it would be cool for them to all kind of bond because I have been warming up to the concept of K2 and Brent, right? Like we've been making progress since they stopped drinking and we've been very civil to one another. And I started to kind of put all my hurt feelings aside and I felt like I was really progressing forward. That being said, there's still a lot of hard feelings that I have about the situation that unfolded, you know, two years ago. The way that it was played out was just so fucking painful. And I'm so grateful that I've 
that I've healed from that, but it still really hurts to consider like the disrespect and, and just like the toxicity that was tied to all of that, like intentionally rubbing shit on my face, knowing that, you know, I'm devastated about this fucking divorce that he chose to like move on with somebody else as opposed to try harder for a marriage. And you know what, if we're being really honest, especially now that I'm sober, I'm looking back and it was doomed. It was, and I don't blame him for moving on. I really don't. But what I do have an issue with is that that twist of the knife and and not having any decency or empathy or sympathy, whatever it is, just compassion for somebody who you spent so much time with and giving me like an actual conversation. And now I'll be, I probably wasn't somebody that was easy to talk to at the time. And I'm trying to replay that like in its own way like in my head and just come to a new understanding so I can move past it but that doesn't change the fact that I have a very strong dislike for this woman like yes I'm glad that she's good to Braylon I hope one day that we can move past all this but there was some fucked up shit that happened and I am addressing that right fucking now so I, I'm a strong believer that when it comes to somebody else's family or their children, you talk to them. You give them a heads up. If you're doing anything that has to do with their kids or their family, you say, hey, heads up this. Or you just let them know. You just touch base. It's not like this motherfucker doesn't have my number. We share a child, okay? So um, at no point in time was he not ever able to communicate with me. He had access to my mom's number to get in touch with me and... I've been staying with my mom because she's getting really bad dementia and Alzheimer's. And so I didn't notice that initially until um, after her knee surgery when I went to go stay with her and help her out. The the things were slipping, you know, and I realized I needed to be there more and, and just help her out and just spend as much time with her as I could. And so uh, what better time than when you don't have a fucking phone or any money, you know, to go back home to mom and just hang out. And that's what I've been doing. And it was really easy for me to stay sober that way because my mom doesn't drink. And so I use that as like a support network and it, and it was very successful and I'm grateful for that. Um, I also was able to text Brent on her phone and say, Hey, if you need to reach me for any reason, this is how you can get a hold of me. And I wasn't able to do that for my sister because I didn't have her number. My mom didn't have her number. I didn't think she had a Facebook or an Instagram or anything. Um, and I just didn't, I'm not in firm contact with Lainey um, as often because I know that she's got a very demanding career and a lot of, a lot of things on her plate. And I, and I don't like Lainey and I always had an understanding that we don't have to be in contact all the time to know that we love each other. I thought that that's what that was. Her and I have discussed this multiple times and we're very similar and actually more ways than, than any of my other siblings. And so it makes it incredibly painful to know that I got a message from her tonight where she read my reaction um, to what happened and assumed that I was talking poorly about her. So here's what happened. Brent, K2, Braylon, all up in Alaska, okay? And for some reason, uh, Brent decided that he was going to reach out to my little sister, Grace, and try and get her to come see Braylon. 
I don't know if that's because they had spoken previous or if they're friends. I don't know anymore because I don't speak to my little sister as often as I used to. I saw that she got married and she didn't invite me and it kind of hurt my feelings. So I sort of pulled back a bit and I realized that, you know, maybe it's just because I was still drinking and she had always said to me, you know, I really, it triggers me a lot when you drink. And so I just have a hard time being around you when you drink and it's difficult. And so I was trying to respect that. I was also really excited to tell her that I had quit drinking. And so I was looking forward to getting my phone back. Like there's a lot of things here that I never got the opportunity to do because they were taken from me. Like the the chance to speak to my siblings and discuss stuff was robbed because I was kind of slapped in the face with the huge disrespect paid to me. Um, I've been very open and verbal. me and K2 have gotten in TikTok wars and like snap back at each other constantly. Like it's just, it's very contentious, you know? And so while I try to move forward from that energy, Kayla and I don't fucking jive, you know, like we're just not, we're not going to see eye to eye because there's so many fuck yous that have taken place that we're at the very least at the very most, sorry, we're going to be fucking cordial, you know, or we're not going to like go for blood because of a little girl you know, who we both care about. And I'm grateful that she does because uh, she could be an asshole and she's not. And she's actually very good to Braylon. So I'm glad to see that. Now, there's a firm fucking line when it comes to my siblings. Okay. I don't care if you feel like you're on a texting basis with my little sister. I don't. Please do not bring the woman who was responsible in my mind for a great deal of fucking pain, like pain where you're gripping your heart in the middle of the night sobbing. And, and this bitch was rubbing it in my face and just being a fucking asshole, like no sympathy, no regard for my emotions whatsoever. They sent me a fucking box with the last of my shit in it. Even though I went and I picked Braylon up every fucking week, um, they still found it necessary to do little slights like that or serve me with divorce papers on the day that they know I'm leaving for a fucking vacation, like to try and get away and, and have peace of mind throughout the course of that fucking nightmare where they just decided to go open on social media, hashtag power couple goals. Meanwhile, this is my fucking marriage blown up and you're in love openly on social media everywhere. Like zero class, zero fucking regard for my emotions. I couldn't do that to him. I in fact stayed to try and work it out because I couldn't do that to him. And so that's where my beef is, you know, like you, you took it upon yourself to go above and beyond to hurt me. And then on top of that, you pushed her in my face so much that she felt like she had to clap back and defend herself. And I'm over here just fucking devastated. Like I've had a lot of time to sit and process this, but that's essentially what happened, you know? And so I really have a lot of bad fucking vibes with this bitch and I am not going to be cool with you taking her to my little sister's house and hanging out like in no sense of the words that I had just said without ever in a million fucking years be cool with me. Like, you know, that's going to fucking stir some emotions up inside of me, right? You have to know, you have to know. And so that being said, he went ahead and he reached out to Grace and said, okay, I'd like to, you know, coordinate this. At least have the decency of leaving that bitch at home or at least have her wait in the car or something like don't have her go in, take pictures of my daughter and my sister together and have her engage in conversation like what she did wasn't absolutely disgusting to me. 
her cousin was fucking messaging me, telling me to kill myself for Christ's sake. And I'm already like a death door, fucking sad, drinking my feelings away, being toxic as fuck. I don't need you to hit me while I'm down. Please don't be a bitch. And she was. And so that is a lot of where the fucking bad vibes come from. Um, because you're not going to roll up in my life and act like you know who the fuck I am. There's always two sides to every story. There's two sides to everything in every relationship. All you know is what Brent told you and you're falling in love with him. So obviously you're very biased. Anyone with a, with a lick of sense or wisdom in their fucking mind would hear anything I had to say. And suddenly it was just me being really fucking hurt, really offended, really territorial because he was still sleeping with me up until the point where he picked you up from the airport. Okay. Whether you fucking believe that or not, that I don't care. It's over now. That time is, that ship's fucking sailed. I don't care if you believe me or not, but that's one of the main reasons why I had such a fucking bone to pick with the whole situation because I was literally misled into thinking that we would eventually get back together or like we were just back in the toxic cycle of breaking up and getting back together like we'd done a million times. And so, um, at no point in time would I ever be fucking fly with that knowing that she hurt me so much. And openly tried to hurt me. She was mocking me, calling me a monster. She continuously talks about how I'm a bad fucking mother. Like, uh-uh. No fucking way, dude. Don't bring that bitch to my little sister's house and make her feel like she's got to be cordial to someone. Like, I'm sorry. If somebody hurt my little sister like that, it would take everything inside of me to be fucking civil to that person. Okay. And also to not be concerned that it might stir some emotions up within my sister that I was sitting across, you know, while the focus was still on my niece, I would still feel a little bit of anxiety and and fear that maybe she would take that the wrong way, which is actually what happened. My little sister was feeling that way. So I had a lot of fucking resentment toward Brent that he would put my sisters in that predicament. Um whether he pretended like it was fucking civil or not, that's fine. Or like circumstantial or not, that's fine. Because he came up with this bullshit lie about how, oh, you know, um, I just so happened to message Grace and ask. And then Braylon happened to be on Snapchat and she was talking to Skylar. Except for Grace spilled the beans and told me that she had actually called Lainey and begged her to uh, to go see Braylon. Because it was probably discussed during the visit that they had at my sister's house. So this is all kind of stacking up and I'm putting the pieces together and I'm like, okay, so Brent's lying to me. That's a red flag, number one, that he knows what he did was kind of fucked up. Um, and he felt the need to defend his actions, which first of all, dude, if you're going to get to a position where you're already planning what you're going to say to me, because you know that this is not going to jive well, why the fuck would you do it? Especially when we were at like a level in our co-parenting relationship where I don't fucking hate you. Like where we're being civil and we're trying to be nice to each other. And I was telling you to have fun and enjoy the trip and be safe. Like I genuinely thought we were graduating to another level of respect. And I was looking forward to that time because I I'm sober now. I've been sober for almost a month and I'm really fucking proud of myself. I think today's day 29. Um, so to turn around and do something so disrespectful as to take the woman who I thoroughly loathe, like on another level, okay? I don't like her. You know why. Everybody's fully fucking aware. Take her and parade her into my sister's house like this is fucking normal. Like you got some innocent fucking 
thing. My little sister was genuinely surprised that you had the audacity to bring her. She was surprised, but she made the focus on Braylon, which I knew she would. I didn't think for a moment that she didn't hold herself in a, in a good manner. I did lash out on her and I said something fucked up. Like, I hope you and K2 are good friends now. Cause Troy made it sound like they were out like having a day trip or having fun together when really it was just, you know, a cordial visit. He was just upset because he feels really left out in general. Um, and, and that's just how we are as siblings. Like when we get overwhelmed as people, we tend to close down and go into our little hermit mode. That's just how all of us are. And I thought that we all had a firm understanding that that was, you know, something that we did at the same time. There's plenty of room for misunderstanding and, and, um, hurt feelings, you know, like Troy feels ignored. He feels left out. And, you know, when he sees the video of, or the picture of Grace and Beamer, he thought, oh, well, like now they're just leaving me out. And so he's upset. And then fast forward to him reaching out to Lainey and trying to talk. And, um, I don't really know what that, I think, uh, he just felt like not wanted. Um, and that's because he's got a lot of issues with feeling isolated and disconnected because we were, we weren't all raised together. We all do have a profound love for one another. I can't speak for my brother. I can't speak for my big sister or my little sister, but I can say my overall vibe with my siblings is that we're all very similar. We all have very good intentions for one another. There's a, there's a very deep seated love for each one of us and we all do hold a very high level of respect and loyalty and regard for one another. So at no point in time would I ever in a million fucking years publicly bash my family, nor would I say anything bad about my siblings to other people on social media. Never. So I got on Facebook because I was super fucking pissed. I was lit. I was so fucking lit. I was mostly lit with Brent and K2 and the audacity. Okay. You're going to disrespect me, number one, two, my little sister, and three, the full fucking gall involved in bringing the woman that, that in essence did start the ending of my marriage. Um, into my little sister's home, you're going to cause conflict between my little sister and I. She's going to feel anxiety. Anything that I say is going to be misconstrued. And then on top of that, now we got my, my big brother feeling left out, which wasn't necessary. And then my big sister is so terrified that like, I'm going to get mad at her that she didn't even stay to fucking hang out. And I know that she didn't because Grace told me she didn't. And so did Brent. And so you got my feelings all fucked up. My, my siblings feelings all fucked up because what? You couldn't do me the decency of a fucking text? What is wrong with you, dude? Like, I don't understand the logic there. I don't get it. It's a common decent thing to do to reach out to someone if you're interacting with their family, if you're divorced. Why not reach out to me? I could coordinate for you guys. And this never had to reach a level of toxicity. We never even had to discuss the past. This never even had to come up because all I would have done was simply say, out of respect for me, could you please make sure that Kayla stays home for the visit? And I couldn't, I could have coordinated all three of them to meet at one particular point. It would have been easy to do ahead of time. It would have given people ample time to make that happen. At the same time, I didn't feel like it was my place to even try and coordinate something like that or even mention it or suggest it because they were only going to be up there for four fucking days. And it's not my circus or not my monkeys, not my circus type of deal. Like it's, 
I'm not going to, I didn't pay thousands of dollars for Braylon to go up there to see my family. Brent is going to see Kayla's family and, and have them meet Braylon. I'm not trying to infringe on their time as a family. I don't want to fuck up their trip. Okay. I wasn't trying to do anything like that. So I didn't even consider that as a possibility, even though, yes, of course I want my daughter to have a relationship with my siblings. And I am planning on going up there soon with her and my son, but that doesn't necessarily mean that at this very moment, I'd be fucking cool with you going behind my back and bringing Kayla to my sister's house. You caused so much fucking drama between me and my siblings and none of this was warranted. It wasn't even necessary. And now I got my big sister mis- misunderstanding what I posted on Facebook because I was fucking pissed. But I wasn't pissed at her. I was pissed at Brent. I was pissed at K2. And none of this has been taken appropriately or in the right circumstance because we're all going through a really hard time. And so I don't hold any ill will toward any of my siblings I don't, I don't have any kind of sideways feeling over how they took my Facebook post. I would hope that they would consider in the future to give me a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because I, I've, I've never ever done anything like that. And that's not who I am. I might pop off on Facebook and I might be very fucking opinionated, but at no fucking moment in time, am I ever going to get online and fucking straight up bash my kid or my sisters or my brother. Okay. I wouldn't do that because there's a level of respect and regard that I hold for my siblings. And this is just totally insane to me that we've even reached this level of drama all because somebody felt entitled. Like, yeah, no, she used to be my sister-in-law. It's cool. No bitch. That's my little sister. I don't cast pearls before swine. She is the pearl. K2 is the swine in this situation. There's plenty of reasons why I feel this way. You're fully aware of how I felt about it and the betrayal that I felt was there. Regardless of whether or not you feel it's accurate or valid or, you know, warranted, that's how I feel. Consider the mother of your child and how she fucking feels when you're including her family. Have some decency to shoot me a text and let me know. Don't do this bullshit where you fucking march in there and go, oh yeah, no, it's cool. I'm totally going to bring the bitch that Kayla hates. Um into her little sister's house and make her little sister a little bit freaked out over the fact that now she's got to juggle. Is she being too cordial with her? Is she, you know, because my little sister is diplomatic and she's a lovely person and she's not going to cause drama in front of my daughter. So you're now making my daughter look at this situation like it's completely normal when let's be really fucking honest. It is not normal. This situation and what happened is totally fucking selfish on Brent's part. And I'm feeling very, very frustrated over the fact that he's now caused me a relationship with my big sister because of a misunderstanding from my reaction to his actions. Like, this is totally fucked up. I am not cool with it. I'm super upset. I'm way devastated. And I'm very sad. And I am, I'm just unpacking that for you guys because it has been a month and I have a lot of things on my plate where I really would like to go get a drink. You know, I would, it sounds fucking great. I would love to numb the fuck out. The fact that my, my boyfriend of almost a year is an addict and struggles with his mental health. It's very hard to be in love with somebody who's got mental health issues and addiction issues. We fucking found each other at a time where I wasn't doing so hot and I did have um, you know, functional alcoholism going on. So you attract your, your vibe, you know, like 
I wasn't in a good headspace and I did meet somebody who was also going through a hard time. And you know what? There was a lot of comfort and love that I got from that relationship, regardless of the toxicity that happened and things that played out. There's a lot that I learned from it. And I'm, I'm sad because I want to see him get clean and I want to see a future for us together. I don't know if that's going to happen. I really couldn't tell you. I can hope that one day that's going to play out. But for now, I'm just kind of sitting in this uncertainty and this sadness of knowing that I can't continue a life where there's chaos and dysfunction. I don't want that for myself or my children or my mother who I'm now going to be responsible for caring for. Uh, That's a whole nother horse of a different color right there. My mother has been my rock my entire life. She's the person I go to for fucking everything. And I can't tell you the level of fucking panic that I felt when I realized that she's kind of fading out, you know, like she's not who she used to be and that's okay. And I'm going to hold on to every fucking piece of her that I can. And I'm going to be with her as much as I can. And I'm going to have as many conversations as I can. And it would be really great to numb this pain with wine. But you know what? That's bad for me. I don't make good choices when I drink. I make horrible choices when I drink and I'm not productive and I do waste time and I waste the ability to think clearly. And so I have chosen to give up drinking and it's been one of the best things ever. And I'm feeling really strong in my decision to be sober. But does that mean that I don't want to drink when I'm watching my mom forget that we just had breakfast together and act like, She's mad because we haven't seen each other all day, but I just went upstairs to take a shower and change. That's hard. That's hard. Is it easy for me to get a text from my boyfriend on Thanksgiving of where he's at and what he's doing, which is standing outside of a 7-Eleven being hungry and suffering? No, that's not easy. And it would be really nice to drink, but guess what? Drinking doesn't solve anything. And I'm in a position right now where I need to be solution focused. And so I'm trying my best to keep my shit going and being strong and be productive and be positive and move forward with my life and come up with a fucking game plan because shit got weird. Things got a little weird in the middle. I lost my job. My car got stolen. Everything in my bank account was taken. I'm not in a good space right now. And I'm I'm grateful for the fact that when you're at rock bottom, all you can do is climb. Like all you can do is go up. There's no farther down you can go than realizing that the rock in your life is completely gone. The person that you're in love with is at death's door and potentially not going to make it. And then on top of that, like your big sister doesn't want anything to do with you because of a fucking Facebook post because she thought that I meant it toward her. And that wasn't, that's not what that is. This is, this is not um, the best time in my life and I am keeping it together because I have shit to do. If there was ever a time where I had to put more work in, it's now. It's right fucking now. So I don't need this petty bullshit where you're causing drama between me and my siblings when I'm trying to keep myself focused and sober. Like, I thought that you wanted the best for our daughter. So why are you trying to derail my fucking train, man? Like, come the fuck on, dude. Like, really? 
I was, I was genuinely hurt. And of course, at no point in time has he apologized. Nothing. Just ghosts, crickets on his end. And that's fucking fine, dude. You want to sit there and pretend like you didn't do anything wrong? That's cool. Go ahead and pretend. What you've done is completely fuck up my relationship with my siblings, minus the triage that I did with my little sister where we sat and I explained to her how I felt and I apologized for projecting my anger about the situation onto her initially. Um, and I did own that because I, I was an asshole because I was just really upset. Of course, I'm insecure about my relationship with her. I wasn't even invited to the fucking wedding. So how am I supposed to feel when I see a picture of her sitting on a couch with my daughter, knowing that Brent and Kayla are there, knowing that the woman that fucking hurt me beyond measure is fucking sitting across taking the picture. And how am I supposed to feel? I wasn't there to listen to the conversations. I don't know what went down. And of course, all my insecurity built, you know, a thousand makeshift conversations that took place. And then of course, saner minds prevailed. And I realized, you know what? I know my sister and I know she held herself at a really high level of respect and dignity. And that's what she did. And I have no doubt about it. Just the same as I know why my big sister didn't stay to go you know, skating. And she did let my niece hang out. And I'm glad she did. I'm glad the girls got to see each other. I'm sad that um, my big brother misunderstood everything and felt left out. I'm sad that my big sister didn't understand that, that I would never speak poorly of her like that. And I read what I wrote you know, and I, I thought about it, like never in a million years would I think my sister would think I would ever say something like that to her, like, go fuck yourself. I would never say that. And so then I I read it under the lens of she thinks I'm writing this about her. And I, I was just devastated. I don't blame her for not wanting anything to do with me. I would be pissed too. But when I reread it with that understanding, I could see why she's upset. And it made me really sad. Because this is all the result of somebody who couldn't do me the decency and pay me the respect of just letting me know, hey, I think it'd be really cool for, you know, Braylon to see your sisters and your brother. That's all you had to do, man. You didn't have to, none of this was necessary. And you caused all this drama in my life and I've yet to get a fucking apology. And I can only assume that you're going to, you know, walk around acting like I'm making you the bad guy. Well, dude, you fucking told my kid that I was mad at her that she hung out with her aunt. That's not what I'm mad at. That is nowhere near why I'm fucking mad at you. I'm mad at you because you took away my ability to politely ask you to leave Kayla at home. So it would, it would totally like take every potential dramatic situation out of that equation. There'd be no variable for drama There'd be no misunderstandings. There'd be no misrepresentation of loyalty or anything of that matter. Nobody would feel anxious. Everyone would feel fucking safe and comfortable. And it would be, all the focus would be on Braylon. But of course, you couldn't do that, could you? You couldn't give me the decency of a heads up or a text message. And now the result is, is drama between me and my siblings and potentially me not having contact with my older sister. Fuck you, Brent fuck you for that. Because for real, I re- I genuinely can't, I can't imagine doing anything like this to you. I can't. And I'm, and I'm really sad about it. And so I've talked to Sam and he wants to 
keep me in his life. And I told him, if that's the case, then you need to go to treatment. I need to see you go into treatment. I need to see you change everything for me because I can't do this. I'm not going to allow you to be in my children's life if you're an active addict. And I'm not going to allow you to be in my mother's life if you're going to be an active addict and there's dysfunction. Um, so he doesn't want to lose me. He loves me and he's trying to turn himself in and go into treatment. And of course, that's something he said before. So we'll see. At this point, I'm just kind of hanging out, hoping that maybe that's something that'll work out because I, yeah, I do fucking love him. And I don't give up on people, which is why I'm so sad that my big sister keeps trying to break up with me, but it's never going to happen because I'll fucking stalk her until she talks to me again. So I'm just frustrated at the obstacle that was placed in front of me that could have been completely avoided had somebody had the decency and the respect to just give me a heads up and say, yo, this, I would have totally handled that fine. We didn't have to go here, but you took it here. And now this is the result. So it is what it is. Um, there's more, but I'm I'm tired of talking now, and I'm I'm gonna check in with Sam and see what he wants to do tomorrow for getting into treatment. So I hope you guys are doing well. I love you. I've missed you. I hope you're doing good. Things got weird in the middle, huh? Thanks for staying with me throughout that whole tangent. But I I felt. Like it was necessary to communicate what the fuck was going on with me today because I was popping off. I was, I was mad. Um, so it's kilowatt. I love you. I hope you're doing well and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Okay. Love you. Bye.